Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I just graduated college and moved home. I feel like a total loser as I was going to move to NYC with my boyfriend and he broke up with me right after graduation. How do I move on? Stop feeling sorry for myself and start living my life? Question mark. Sincerely, lost in love and life. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro, and today we are super excited to have on Brenda and Julia of the Roaring Twenties podcast. How are you Woo-hoo! both? Hello, hello. We're so excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. We have five people on this episode. That is insane. That is I don't think we've ever had an episode. It's more like a round table, like a red table talk. Yeah. Yes. Version of it. But it, this is so fun. I love that. So many different personalities on here. This is going to be a great episode. It's going to be so fun. Well, to jump in, you know, I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, a little bit about yourselves, a little bit of the background and why you started Roaring Twenties. Absolutely. So I'm Julia. Brenda, you want to say hey so they know your voice? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She took, honestly- that, she took that direction very literally. I said, hey. Um, it's also hilarious because that's definitely not like my my normal way I would ever say hey. So that's inauthentic. <laughs> she felt put on the spot. I did, I did. But um, yeah, Brenda and I have been doing our show for a little over two years now. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's so crazy. And Brenda and I have been friends for almost like 20 years which is insane yeah wow fucking insane we met in what we like to call a group for elite nice people um (laughs) which is which is in our elementary school they paired up like the fifth and sixth graders with the kindergartners in a group called peacemakers which we call elite nice people (laughs) and we like taught them how to be nice to each other um bully each other yeah and not bully each other which is just hilarious like looking what we do now about like talking about our like real and raw most inner insecurities for the whole world here um so that's how we met and then we started doing the show because we graduated college and were thrust out into the real world and we're like oh shit we didn't expect any of this no one tells you how hard it's going to be. Everybody makes you think like you should have it all together right upon graduation. Perfect life, perfect job, perfect boyfriend, perfect house, like perfect vacations and Instagrams. And that's just not the case. And so we found ourselves having these conversations and we were like, 
we possibly cannot be the only people feeling like this. Yeah. We need to put it out there um, to include more people in the conversation so that people feel less alone and selfishly get people to come and talk to us on the podcast who have it more together so we can cheat and, you know, work our way through with their advice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's become like such an important part of our lives. Like we probably to an annoying degree reflect on what an impact this show has had in our lives. We literally said the other day, we're like, do you think everybody thinks like this or everybody reflects on this? Not to make us seem superior, but it's just like this show has forced us to dive into like the depths of our brains and really analyze like, is this really what I want? Because I think after college, like we both had this feeling, you know, we tried to overachieve a significant amount while growing up and whatnot and do the best that we could make our parents proud, whichever direction you want to take it. Or um, obviously everybody has a sense of wanting to belong and fit in and all the things in between. So we felt that pressure. And then when we had the, these conversations, we were like, no way, like I'm feeling so stressed, confused. And also I think there's this sense of just genuinely not knowing, like, like not knowing what is actually right for me. Do I even enjoy this? Is this a direction I want to take? Uh, do I want to do what I studied in college? Like all these different directions that really make it so complicated to know what the heck is going on. And it's really hard, I think, especially in the world of social media, which we talk about all the time to feel like somehow that you're a not the only one that's going through it because, you know, we post all these highlight reels and we go on and on about all the coolest things that are going on in our lives, but aren't sharing this deep stuff. And we're like, no, we have to talk about the deep stuff. And luckily, um, the people that we've connected with along the way have not only given us so much, so much wisdom, but have made us feel really confident in the fact that because we're having these conversations now with people like you, uh, with people come on the show and putting it out there for people our age or beyond to listen to, like our lives are going to be so much better because of it, because we're talking about this stuff now. So it's become so important. The topic of FOMO is so prevalent these days. And one of the things that I really appreciated while listening to episodes of Roaring Twenties is you address with your guests and between the two of you, Um, what I kind of have been thinking is like, instead of fear of missing out, a fear of looking inward, Mm, you have guests that, you know, have really poignant pieces of advice and uh, anecdotes that really help us as listeners really understand, you know, or develop that deeper connection with ourselves to be able to answer those questions of, is this really meant for me? Is this really going to give me that fulfilling, like, thing that I'm like desiring you know yeah and uh, yeah I really love and respect that about Roaring 20s and both of you Brenda Julia thank you well you guys are just so relatable and that's I know you address that Brenda it is just like it is so nice and like comforting to see that I'm not the only one who's going through a b or c like there's so many other people like that who are just like me that are going through the same things like it's nice to have that comfort that like cool. Like I'm not alone. Like I don't, I'm not the only weirdo over here that thinks this or feels this. And your podcast is just so great because there are a lot of people in their twenties who feel like, you know, they've gone through the college or they've like studied X, Y, Z in college. And now they're like, well, shit, I don't want to do this. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. I don't want to, that's, I did that. I studied nutrition and pre-dental was going to go to dental school, graduated. And I was like, I'm not happy. Like, why would I think I could be a dentist? Like I'm grossed out by like, I'm so squeamish. I hate people's mouths and teeth. Like why, why would I even think I that can't I can't imagine it? you at all being a dentist? Me neither. I wouldn't have made it. 
Two to be in a dentist. My first day, I would have been like, nope, fuck that. I'm out. Bye. (laughs) But it's probably like what you thought you were supposed to do. And we do so much in our early 20s. And we're like learning this like so hardcore is that we spend so much of our like adolescence doing what we think we should be doing. And not until we've like come into our mid 20s, I would say, have we started being asking ourselves, well, what do we really want to be doing? Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. It's a really hard question to ask. And it's even harder when you've been doing the shoulds for so long and then have to break that pattern. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like a reprogramming that has to take place. Or an un, what is it? A reverse of conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talk about cognitive dissonance like all the time that we're like thinking one way and doing something that is the complete opposite. You mentioned that you feel like you don't have your shit together, but I'm going to counter that. Uh, first of all, by asking, where in your 20s are you guys? <laughs> yeah, we're 26. Yeah. Okay. That is still very young. And you've got four more years of your 20s. <laughs> also, like you guys have this great podcast. You're learning so much by bringing people onto your podcast. Like you're actively, you know, d- doing stuff for yourselves to make yourselves better people you guys have your shit together. You're talking about <laughs> cognitive dissonance. Like what, what? Like, yeah, you, I think, I think it's safe to say you have your shit together. You know what you're talking about. You, you oh, got it. It's very bad. It, yeah. It's validating. And it's what's the coolest part I think is that so much of this, like now we fucking wear our heart on our sleeve. Like, are you kidding? Our brain, you, you could look at it through the, <laughs> through our feet on the podcast, but it's so crazy because it's like all these things, like when I, we, we listen back to old episodes ourselves sometimes, not just for fun, but like if we're digging up for quotes or things like that. And it's so crazy to reflect on like how scary certain things were to share at a certain point. Like I remember the very first time I opened up about what felt like the most shameful thing I've ever experienced. And one, I felt so much lighter after sharing it, but just to like, look back and I'm like, wow, like we've become, we have become better people or we've led with so much more kindness towards ourselves towards others doesn't mean we don't falter doesn't mean we don't you know have those days where we're down on ourselves or whatever it may be because we're human but we've just learned to navigate so differently and to just lead with carry so much less shame around like just being a human (laughs) well being open like being like the ability to be open about your life like fully open and fully transparent to other people you're giving them a service that not a lot of people can give so like this is a gift that you're giving people and you know, you're, you don't, you don't even know how many lives you're touching by just having this podcast and being, you guys are doing people. it too. You guys are doing it too. <laughs> but regardless, it's so cool. Like I remember you, I don't even know if you remember this, that we used to like hype ourselves up before every single episode because it, it takes like a lot. Like we had like a, this is so Oh my amazing. God. I forgot about that. We yeah. had like a little mantra that we read. Yes. And oh, we how were, cute of us. What was the mantra? We read a line about like, <laughs> we've never shared this with anyone. Um, I forgot about it, honestly. Yeah. Exclusive and content. Exclusive, exclusive content on damsels in the DMs. Only on damsels in the DMs. <laughs> Literally, and it's so funny because I'm like, wow, we don't even do that anymore. Not because we're lazy, but we don't feel like we have to. <laughs> but we switched off. Literally has our initials. We're inspiring women to be their authentic selves. We're brave for being vulnerable. We're so it's not cute. Funny. It was really sweet. We're oh, really cute. So cute. We're giving others a voice and opportunity to share their stories. <laughs> Wait, oh, no, I know you amazing. think this is embarrassing or like I it. so embarrassing. I love it. Like honestly, like I I feel like more people need to do this when they wake up. Yes. 
Like go stand in yes. front of the mirror and give yourself that yes. self love. Give yourself uh, add it to the morning off. routine, please. Adding it to my morning yeah. routine. <laughs> we, we we should put it out for people to do as their yeah, morning mirror mantra. Because those are great mantras. A lot of people struggle with coming up with mantras, and you yeah. guys have a whole list. Like pick from good five from the list and say it to yourself every morning. Oh, I love that. Well, speaking of things that empower us, I'm curious what you feel like has changed the most going from you started this when you're 24, you're now in your 26, you've created this podcast to help people get through their 20s. What do you feel like you've learned about your 20s from starting this to right now? Yeah, I, I mean, so much. I like probably can't even consolidate it, but I'll try. Um, I think the biggest thing for me has definitely been to like, we talked about before, just like being authentic and, and leaning into what we really want. But that's been really key for me because honestly, all growing up, I was very much like people I heard it the other day, uh, people pleasing uh, something. Um, but I really just, I care, I care really deeply. And as a result, I invest so much in other people. And I think I'm constantly like operating out of this place of doing for others or what more can I give? Or honestly, what can I achieve um, in order to make other people proud? And Julia had, and I had this whole conversation, um, actually, I think on our latest episode, just about my my parents. So I was born in Paraguay in South America. Don't know if you know that. Um, probably not because it's a very random fact. But I saw it a lot of social media. I did a full deep dive. Oh, there you go. <laughs> full deep. <laughs> um, and a lot of times I feel this like very underlying pressure to like constantly make my parents sacrifice of like moving to the United States, like worthwhile, even though they're not thinking about that at all. Um, but anyways, I feel like I'm always striving for something bigger and greater and to impress and to make people happy. And so for me, really leaning into asking myself, what do I want? How can I show up unapologetically? How can I show up confidently? Um, and even at all aligning with any sort of confidence is huge because I struggled with my body image so much growing up, like such a back and forth, such a pull such a difficult relationship with like food and my body and like all these things. So for me, learning more about my worth, learning that people love me for my energy and for the person that I am and for my heart, and also being able to just release this pressure of what people may or may not be thinking, I think has made all the difference in the the way that I carry myself. Yeah. We actually wanted to ask you about that because we saw that a lot of your work centered on body positivity. So we get so many messages from yeah. people, especially young women in their 20s, I would say, like, yeah. I don't feel comfortable with my body. I don't like how I look. So I don't think that I'm ready to go on a dating app or I don't want to go on a dating app yeah. until I lose 10 pounds or, you know, I'm not going to bars until I really focus on my eating. I'm not going to dinners with my friends um, to save calories because we're going to go drinking later. Like, yeah. I've heard so many different anecdotes along those lines. So I'm curious how you would advise people in your work and on your podcast to be confident in themselves and feel positive going into their own dating lives, because this is a dating podcast. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. And I, so I always feel like almost hypocritical ever talking about dating. So I'm like, oh, I've only basically dated one person my whole life. Me and my boyfriend have been together for a decade now. Wow, so as, so uh, close to how long usually I've been friends. And um, he's incredible. He always has been, and I'm very lucky, but I've obviously struggled with my body image and all that throughout our relationship, of course, different than through dating, but still. Um, and I think the biggest advice that I can give is no number, no size, no, anything will ever actually be the thing that makes you happy. Like, even though I had a difficult relationship with both food and my body it was never about the food. It wasn't because I was 
you know, doing anything. I wasn't trying to like hurt myself or anything. I just wasn't feeling worthy, you know? And I always tied my happiness to this idea of, oh, I'll be happy when I hit this number on the scale. I'll be happy when this skirt fits. I'll be happy when, and I just recognized over time that one, that's not what other people value. And I've also honestly seen it firsthand, like, and, and so has Julia, my body has changed significantly from the age of 15 to now, just as all of ours, I'm sure has mine probably on a little bit more of a drastic scale, just based on the way that I treated it. Um, but my boyfriend has loved me the same amount and more throughout the entire time, no matter what I looked like, no matter what I weighed, no matter any of those things. And he's always known the type of person that I am. So my thing is that whoever you come across, of course, attraction is important. I'm not denying that like there's a, a level of like connection that we feel in terms of physical attraction to people, but the person that is meant to be your person, the person that you will ultimately end up with or in dating, like they're going to enjoy you and connect with you because of who you are, not what you look like. And that's not to invalidate how you might feel in your body because it's a really fucking hard feeling to feel unhappy and to, you know, your things, your clothes to not fit right. And all, all that thing, all that stuff. Um, I guess my biggest advice would be the times in which I've shown myself most that like, damn, nobody gives a shit what I look like, especially people that love me, has been when I haven't wanted to go out into a social situation because I felt unworthy of it and have gone anyway. And then the people around me showed me directly, like, we love you for you without even saying it, you know, just through their actions, through the way they, they talk to me. And I think it, that that in itself battled a lot of things. And I think that no way that you may look means that you're unworthy of like living a fulfilled life. You know, we can be working on ourselves, on our hearts, even on our bodies. Like I have no, I've had to heal a lot of those aspects of things, but I used to have such so, so much against just like pursuing any sort of fitness goals. I'm actively pursuing fitness goals, but I know that there is no superiority between a version of myself five years ago, 10 years ago, or who I am right now. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because we are constantly growing, we're constantly evolving and yeah. there's no perfect way to be. And we have to accept ourselves at every single stage along the way. Yeah. I think so often we can put limits on ourselves because of fear and we make excuses for ourselves because we're scared. Mm -hmm. But and I think the question is, is like, do you want to live your life being mm -hmm. scared all the time or do you want to actually just go live it and see what happens? And, you know, the worst thing that I think and we've learned this through the podcast and through just being in our 20s is like the worst thing that happens is you win or you learn. Like you went on the date and maybe you learned that person wasn't right for you. And, and you got another one. form of winning, right? Yes. Like learning is winning. Yep. And so I think it's a different for form. Anything. Yeah, exactly. And like we've, I think that, you know, you asked us what is one of the things that we feel like has changed in us between starting the show and now. And I think for both of us, especially for me, I've really learned that lesson, like that failure actually really isn't real. Like it's a made up thing and you, you win or you learn, which actually is also winning because you've learned something and you've grown and you now like can do something at a level higher than you could do it before. And I feel like that is something that has kind of very newly clicked for me, especially like you guys know, I'm an actor, you know what that's like being in an industry that tells you like, no, all the time makes you feel like you're failing all the time. Like actually, no, I'm not failing. I'm just learning something new so I can do better next time or do different next time. Or, you know, that's, and I think that goes for like the same thing with like body image and dating and it all comes back to fear. And if we can change that way that we look at fear, 
like and change the way that we define failure it's just a chance to learn yeah I think about that when it comes to acting all the time because like if you didn't give yourself the opportunity to pursue what you love, how much would you hate yourself if you never tried, right? Like, yeah, being rejected all the time really hurts and it's hard, but how much harder would it be if you never tried and never gave yourself the opportunity to have that learning experience? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And I think it goes, it goes for any pursuit across the board of like, you know, we have one life. So I personally would rather live like, and maybe quote unquote, fail pursuing what I want to do, whether that's like pursuing a person or a job or a move or whatever it may be, than like being like, well, I didn't try. Julia, on this subject, since we are Mm -hmm. talking about kind of, you know, pursuing acting, no matter what, like having a safe not, not a safe space to fail because we just discussed that failure isn't a thing. Um, how have you continued to stay inspired um, to, to pursue this career in entertainment? Like how, what are some things that you do to, your, to motivate yourself to keep going and not oh. to give up? I mean, it's hard. You guys know it's hard. <laughs> um, but I think I've, you know, and my self-belief like based on the day is like it fluctuates and I think like that's just the honest truth of it like sometimes I'm like fuck yeah like it's gonna be great and sometimes I'm like I hate myself like why am I doing this like you know and that's just like we're all human and we're gonna have those fluctuations and those feelings but I think that there's two things that I would like point to of why I get up and still do it every day um one is that and I think I I have this notion has been reinforced through doing our podcast and getting to talk to so many like successful women of this belief that like, if you just like be a good person and work really hard, like that the universe will show up for you. And like, when I'm feeling really down, I just try to remind myself that. And I know that that might be more spiritual for like someone else out there who, who might not have that way of thinking. But for me, just being like, you are a good person. You work really hard. Like if you keep going, the universe will show up for you. And I've seen that in my life. Like I've seen the universe show up for me when I've thought that the, the house has been burnt down. When I thought the bridges have been broken, when I thought that I failed, like I've seen it show up for me and like things actually turn out better because of like the failure or the thing that had been broken or whatever. So that's number one. And number two, to having routine, like having daily habits and routine, I think I would be lost without, like, especially when you're someone who, you know, is mostly on your own schedule, unless you're like on a project that has you on a schedule, um, in between things, like having a routine, a morning routine, like doing my yoga, doing my meditation, like whatever those things are for you that keep you grounded has been like super life-changing to me. Just knowing like I can get up every day and check things off my list. Like I, that's a win. Even if I I didn't book a job that day, like I still won. Yeah. I think that's great because our career is so unstable. There's no guarantee. There's no security. There's 
we don't really have that much control over it. We only have control over our, our, our talent and the effort that we do put into, you know, jobs and whatever else there is. But outside of that, we have no control of how it's going to go. And so having those healthy habits and those routines that you stick to is your way of kind of being like, I'm in control. Like I still have control over this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do, Brenda knows I do this thing. At, I do wins at the end of every day. And I just like write them in my notes app in my phone before I go to bed. I'm just like, what were my wins of the day? Cause sometimes like with this career, like you can go through the day and be like, fuck, like I did nothing to work on yeah. my career today. Or like, I didn't have any auditions or I didn't book anything or I got to know like that happens all the time. And so just having like that little moment for myself before I go to bed, um, to just be like, okay, what were the wins of the day? Like I sent an email to this person or like I made my bed. I did my yoga. I spent time with my dog. Like the littlest things I put on there. And then I'm like, oh shit, like I had a great day. Mm-hmm. And like, I did things that, that work towards my career on most days. Like, right. and it, you know, it, it's just like a good little reminder because sometimes, you know, we have a negative bias. Our brain has a negative bias. And sometimes it's just so easy to be like, no, today was a failure. But then mm-hmm. to remind yourself like, no girl. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I like that they're not all entertainment industry things either, that it can be like little things like. Oh yeah. Put everything on there. My agent actually taught me that. Get a good agent. That's another one. But like my agent. Yeah. He fucking, he's the best. He rocks. Um, UGA talent. I'll shout him out. But he, um, like he was like, he was like, put everything on there. Like put making your bed on there, put brushing your teeth on there. And I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Yeah. And it works. It's such a good tip overall. And I was going to point out the same thing because I think like a lot of times, and I'm sure, especially for you guys, like for me, the full-time job that I have is, could not be further away from what the podcast is about, but um, it's like, it's, it's the podcast is so soul filling for me, you know? So I think it's so important to like Mm. separate our worth and our identity from what we do or from our achievements or stuff like that. So I love that that's something that Julia does and that, um, I think it's such a good tip to encompass because I think also like to give all of us pats on the back as we rise to like new levels of whatever a past version of ourselves was it's like we stop appreciating and celebrating these things about ourselves because we're like oh well that's like my new normal so you know it doesn't deserve celebration like I know I'm at least that way where I'm like oh like I I don't know I I let's just say if it's exercise related like I'm like oh I lifted this much but I did that last time so like it's not as big of a deal where in reality it's it still is like oh my gosh you got up now I like commute longer to work amazing that I'm waking up early but like I don't celebrate little things like that anymore when it's so important to do so um and to also make ourselves our identity and our lives more than just about what we do yeah I love leading with gratitude every day I think that's another piece that I think helps make a busy week or a busy day just more at ease mm-hmm. this is not an ad at all at all but i have the five minute journal that i don't know if you oh, guys people love that love it because love you it integrate, like the the gratefulness so you'll write what you're grateful for and like three ways that you um that you want the you know three things that you could do to make your day great or something and then in the evening you'll come back and be and write three things three amazing things that happened that day so that. like integrating what you do about your wins and then Alejandro about the, you know, having gratitude in the morning that, I mean, not that you need a journal, like a 
printed journal you can write this but on no paper. it's so, like it? setting yourself up for success to do that because sometimes yes. you're like yeah. that's why I literally do it in my phone because I used to like felt like I had to do it in a journal and then when my journal wasn't there I'd be like well I can't do my wins today like I can't like get my journal like <laughs> and I'm like no fucking you can do it you could just yeah. do it in your notes app it, it it's not better if you do it on like a nice piece of parchment or if you do it in your notes app like it's still just as good but like sometimes we could trick again like we could trick ourselves to being like oh I can only you know have this if I do this like no I can do my wins like here's a good one for people trying to hype themselves up for dating um like it's gratitude intention something I love about myself because I would never freaking think to do that otherwise like I would never Mm. just like naturally decide to do that (laughs) um something I'm looking forward to vibe check Thoughts I need to be thinking. So like really intentional. Yes, um, but I'm de- I'll definitely send it to you. Here your relationship status. What? We didn't even get your relationship status. Oh, well, this is the anecdote that I feel like I had to tell you because your show is called Damsels in the DMs. I, I have a boyfriend. Um, and I started dating my boyfriend because he slid into my DMs. Oh <laughs> love that. So, you know, it works. Wow, wait, and how long have you guys been together for? We've been together for like eight months officially, oh. but like like a like more of like year and a half unofficially. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Take you on a date by sliding into your DMs. You didn't know no, you didn't know each other. Okay, no, no, no. So so private. So we went to college together. Where did you uh, go to college? Both? We went to NYU. Both of you? You yeah. And are you still in New York? No, me and my boyfriend both went to NYU. Oh, okay. And no, now we're both in LA. Brenda's in New York. Oh my God, then we all have to hang out. I know. Okay. Sorry, we'll Sorry, I, I wanted all the details. Yeah, so my boyfriend and I both went to NYU for college. That was a long time ago now. Um, but and we had just been we were friends, you know, friends in college, but we like never hooked up anything in college. And then we like kind of lost touch. I was like dating somebody else. Um, and then I guess he noticed through my Instagram that me and my long-term boyfriend at the time had broken up and he started like sliding into my DMs. I ignored his three DMs, three, ignored. And then on the fourth one, I was like, fuck, like, I guess I should answer this kid. Like we were friends in college, but this was like three years after college at this point. No, it was like two, whatever. But like, I was like, I guess I should answer this kid. Like, I feel kind of bad. He slid into my DMs four times, which I always make fun of him for. Um, And then, yeah, he was like, I was still in New York at the time. And he was like, I'm in Boston because he had moved out to LA right after college. He was like, I'm in Boston. Like, I will literally come fly to New York if like, if I can take you on a date. And he did. And now we're together. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Does he have any single friends who are 29 and above? (laughs) Yes. You know, (laughs) I'll put out the feelers. I'll put out the feelers. We'll we'll have his values and morals. (laughs) Yeah. But it's so crazy that like, I just thought it was so funny because of your show title. And I was like, yeah, ignored three times. But the DMs do work if you're persistent, I guess. My boyfriend slid into Asha's DMs last night. Yeah, he did. He did. (laughs) I went to his birthday. I will be there. Scandal. (laughs) Lauren texted me an invite today. And I was like, I already got invited by Brian. Thanks. So (laughs) I'm on the VIP list. Who are you? Who are you? I'm sorry. I said, you gotta come. It's in New York. So please, please join us. Oh, I would love to. I know. And I'm also trying to, we're trying to visit Julia eventually this year. 
at some point. We're trying to plan for her birthday too. So our paths will cross somehow. (laughs) I I gotta know more about this decade-long boyfriend. How did you guys meet? Um, and how is it going? Are you both living in the same city? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this it's so funny to reflect on this like not to sound like a grandparent, but it literally feels like forever ago, like to the point where at the time when we had met, like I was such a fascinating teenager, right, Julia? Like, I just, like, really wanted attention, and I'm, I just don't feel like I'm like that anymore. But anyways, like, I we're, we were at a surprise party of a friend in literally middle school, and so I, I was going on a trip to Boston with my family, a family trip to Boston, and I was, like, um, asking all of his friends around him for their phone numbers and hoping he would ask me for mine. Um <laughs> what a scheme if you need to get a boy's number at a party Brenda just gave you the way to do it that's apparently the scoop in whatever freaking year it was 2009 just ask Um, all his friends for their numbers like what type of a person really good worked but it worked we just started texting more honestly and really weirdly we he went to a private school so he didn't go to school with me and Julia, um, even though we were in the same age and lived in the same exact town. So we had very different circles. And uh, wow, this is so weird to reflect on. Um, and then ultimately, we talked for a while. We used to Uvu, which is so funny. Do you guys remember Uvu? The, Why the... does that sound so familiar? Yes. Wait, what's Uvu? Uvu? It's kind of like, oh my God. Zoom. But... It's like Zoom, but olden times. Yeah. <laughs> olden times. Time. You were little. In olden times. Olden times Zoom? Uvu? I don't Wait, remember. Was that. it after Skype? Because I remember Skype like vividly. Yeah, I remember Skype. I think it yeah, it must have been like maybe around it was the same after time. it was after Skype. Okay. Was, okay after and it, Skype, it was after only available. It was there for like a brief two months or like yeah, a few months like and then it went away. Yeah. So we would Uvu for a while. Um, like literally like all night. Like I would pretend. Um, I was like, oh, I, I I was about to go to sleep and I would put makeup on for a freaking video chat, like really crazy. Um, but anyways, <laughs> then a while, uh, honestly, a while after, like he had girlfriends in between girlfriends, quote unquote, quote unquote. Um, and then, yeah, we, we started dating in 2011. Um, we never went to the same school, even though we lived pretty close. So we didn't go to college together. We didn't go to high school together, um, but we always like saw each other on the weekends. We always had very different schedules and we're very honestly pretty independent. I would say um, we stayed together, never broke up once, even through college, even though we, I guess, technically did distance. Um, and for a long time, people definitely, even people I care for so deeply were like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you don't want to experiment with other people or something like that? What if you regret it? And a very valid question. Like, I don't judge people for asking me that. But for me, like it always came back to, I'm like, if it's not like broken, like if nothing's wrong, like, and people are searching for this thing that they claim is like really special and important and powerful. Like, why would I just drop it? Like, just because just on the off chance that something might be better if things are. Well, I feel like also like just going through that journey with you, Brad, and I feel like the only reason, yeah, (laughs) I feel like the only reason why you ever, even for a second, like question, like, should I have dated other people is because again, it's one of those things that you felt that you should do because other people were making you feel that way. Not because that's anything that you actually ever felt for yourself or wanted. You only ever came to me questioning that when someone else said to you, like, don't you think you should like hook up with other people? Like, literally, and we do that all the time. We do Mm -hmm. that all the time. We do. And it, and it definitely brought me like a lot of anxiety because there was this part of me that's like, should I be feeling that way? Like, should I want that? 
Um, and I never wanted it. I only was confused by other people in, insisting that I should want it. But I will say, and Julia made this very clear to me, she was like, no one is like saying it as representation of who he is or who you are together. It's just like what people think people should do through college. So anyways, um, then I moved back home. I went to school in Connecticut. I went to Quinnipiac and then I came back home. I lived with my parents for a little bit. And then literally six months ago, he's a really good saver. I'm not when it comes to money, but well, we bought a house a couple months ago. So that's oh, where I am now. Um, yeah. And it, and it's, it's just like, it's so special. And it's like something that I would have never. It's so adult. It's really adult, but I give him so much credit. I give myself more credit now, but um, <laughs> he, it's just been, it's been so cool. And like living together is a, is a whole other chapter that I'm sure um, we could go into on a, on a part two. So I don't like blab forever, but it's been so special and so eye opening. but I've never, I've like never been more sure that like, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to people who tried to convince me for whatever reason that like, are you sure? Because I'm sure. <laughs> But we just Aww. love like unwarranted opinions. We just love those, yes, right? We right. Love them, and we live for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should all take your that. opinions that yeah. I didn't ask for. A hundred percent. Your expert opinions too. Yeah, expert. right. Because all those people giving that opinion were in such great relationships yeah. at that time that they were so happy. <laughs> Well, I feel like on that note, we should get into today's letter. And Alex is our number one letter reader. So I am going to make him do it unless he wants me to do it. (laughs) All right. Let's begin with, dear damsels, I just graduated college and moved home. I feel like a total loser as I was going to move to NYC with my boyfriend and he broke up with me right after graduation. We dated all of college and now I feel like I wasted my best years of my life. I'm heartbroken. I have nothing going for me and no prospects. I've been applying to jobs, but nothing is landing and I don't know what to do with myself. None of my friends are here because they all have jobs and lives. So all I do is spend time with my parents. How do I move on? Stop feeling sorry for myself and start living my life? Question mark. Sincerely, lost in love and life. Hi, little baby. You're not lost. No, not lost. I mean, the fact that they're writing in and seeking advice I think that says a lot as far as you know they're in the the right path I mean it is it must be devastating to not have like the close friends from college around but there's something beautiful about finding oneself in solitude and figuring out what are the next steps but what are your thoughts I I feel like it's a two-part two-part answer because I feel like there's two different things going on here number one listen to Rank 20's podcast because (laughs) um everybody after college is lost like I do not know one person no matter how it looked on Instagram or no matter what they were saying to the people around them I do not know one person that had it all together after college not one Mm -hmm. literally not one in more than one area of their life so I mean, that's what we do on our show. So come over here so you can feel less alone because you're not alone, babe. Um, first, I'll talk about the relationship part because I went through what I thought was like the worst breakup ever, um, like two years after college. Someone who I started dating in college, um, we lived together, like serious, serious relationship, thought this was going to be my person, like I, you know, quote unquote, like gave up my senior year of college for him, you know, doing like that stuff that I'm sure you letter writer felt like you had done. Um, And when that relationship ended, I 
I totally thought like, oh my God, like I wasted all this time on this person. Um, I can tell you for certain that everything happens for a reason. And that breakup was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I didn't feel that way at the time, but I certainly feel that way now. And you will too. Like, I promise you, you will soon look back and know that it was probably for the best because it gave me the opportunity to like really discover what I want and who I want to be. And I would just use that opportunity now. And I know it's really hard and I know that it probably at the moment feels like the biggest loss and that you wasted your time, but you didn't because everything that I learned from that relationship, I could have never learned without it, or I would have learned it way later. Like, it's so amazing. Like to learn that what you learned from that relationship at college age is a blessing. Most people have to wait and learn that later on because they don't maybe have such a serious relationship until like later in their 20s to be able to like look back and take so much that you have learned and I promise even if you feel like you didn't learn anything you did I remember saying to my mom like right after the breakup I'm like I would understand if like this breakup happened because I needed to learn something but I don't think I have anything to learn from this I literally said those words to my mother Like I literally said that and looking back now, I'm like, holy shit, I learned so much about myself, about what I want in a relationship, about what I don't want in a relationship, about partnership, about self-worth. Like I learned so much and I promise you that even if it doesn't feel that this way right now, you will. And the best advice that I have on getting there is start doing things for you. Make a morning routine, get a hobby that you like, join a class, anything. Like, do you like to paint? Get in a painting class. You also meet people, which is like great for dating. Like just start doing things that you love. Even if that's just going out for a 10 minute walk every day, start with something small, one thing, just one thing. And doing those little things and those things compounding are gonna help, you know, on the, because time does heal, but also self-work like is a big part of that. And like just doing, starting with one thing that you love doing for you is going to put you on that journey to doing the work. And I like talk about this totally in depth on the show. So if you like want to come and listen to it and like hear about all the healing things that I did and that like we've had friends on doing too, you know, you're not alone. And it, it, it does take time, but you'll get there. Yeah. And I can tell you guys from like genuine experience, you know, through being Julia's phone call the night that the breakup happened (laughs) and, um, you know, and bed to share for a couple of nights thereafter, like, you know, your, your, your people around you love you and want to support you. And if you don't feel like you have those people, it's okay. Like that's honestly part of what we do on the show is like trying to build that community, trying to help you see that, like, and also additional, Julia did not take a single moment off of the show, right? So she went through this traumatic breakup to the point where I was like, okay, she's a strong bitch. I know that in my soul, but like, what, what's going to happen from here? Like, you know, it genuinely felt like a groundbreaking thing, obviously for her and for everyone around her, because nobody was expecting it. But I will say that like, you'll hear through the depths of, of her healing and through us having someone on the show that we actually really admire who now 
talks about dating and breakups and everything. And I know like, if you are in the place right now, just based on how I've watched Julia receive it, like at the time, the week after the breakup, somebody told her like, you won't see the purpose of this now, but like a couple of months from now, a couple of weeks from now, like you'll understand and you'll be grateful for it. And I, I felt her resistance of like, I want to believe that, but I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know if that's true for me. And now there is, there is nothing Julia believes more than that it was a blessing, you know? So um, just knowing that I, that it, it will, the pain that you feel right now or the discomfort or anything that you might be experiencing, it's not your forever. And knowing that you can surround yourself with better people, you will have better prospects when it comes to life, career, everything. And the only thing that you have to do is keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it doesn't have to be grand and it, it can be small, just like Julia is saying, but it's at the end of the day, it really comes down to just not giving up and not, you know, getting in your own way every day and doing the little things that you can to build yourself back up and know that you are already a complete person. And although it might sound hypocritical or confusing, because obviously we all want love and connection and belonging, like you're already a whole person. And when you are ready, when the universe is ready, however you want to look at it, you'll have that person that's going to compliment you and what you're looking for, but you don't need them to be worthy of a fulfilling life. When you graduate college, you're expected to have everything together and be this adult person. Like, yeah. I think because you're the oldest in the school, it's thought that you should, you know, have all of your responsibilities in check, know exactly what you're meant to do. But in reality, you are still so young, like so, so young. And, you know, besides the breakup part, the thing that I actually want to touch on is spending time with your parents is something that you should feel really grateful for. And oh my God, such a blessing. Silly, but like this time that you're getting with your parents right now, like you're not going to get this when you become an adult. Like I feel so grateful for the time that I had with my parents during the pandemic when I came home because my parents are across the country. It's not time that was I ever thought that I would get just to go home and like be a kid again and be with them in the household and honestly like I would just try to be grateful for the little things happening to you right now Alejandro is our number one gratitude person and just like be thankful for this time with your parents and I know that's so silly and I know it's hard because you're going through such a difficult time but just try to see the benefit of that because it's not something you'll get in the future the other thing I want to say is I have a friend who graduated college. She didn't have a job. She was feeling really lost. She had no idea what she wanted to do, but what she knew was that she loved food. Specifically, she loved cheese and working with cheese. And she was like, what the hell do I do with that? She started working at a cheese shop. She loved, she just worked at like a little cheese shop in New York making mozzarella because she knew she really liked doing that. And she knew she needed a job. Now she has a, her own charcuterie company. Okay. So seriously, if you're at home, just think about what you like doing as simple as that. It doesn't have to be the dream job. It just has to be a little step. It just has to be that one foot forward. Like Brenda said, if yeah. you like pottery, can you intern at the pottery place nearby? If you really like yoga, can you be the front desk receptionist at the yoga studio just to do something that you like to take yourself out of the house, get yourself out of your own head? Because honestly, that's going to mean more to you and help you out of this little funk that you're in more than you're willing to know right now. Also, like, I know that there's such a shame around, like, moving back with your parents after college, but, like, Brenda did it. So many of our friends did it. Like, and honestly, that's also a blessing and something to be really grateful for because you have the opportunity. Like, I, I assume you're not paying, like, your parents full rent. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I, I would assume not. And that gives you the opportunity to, like, 
do exactly what Lauren said, like go get a job that maybe wouldn't be able to like pay the full rent right up front, but that like would give you a foot in the door. That's something that could down the line that you also love. Like you have the opportunity to like take like the, the lower level job at a place that you really love because, and then you could work yourself up, like, instead of feeling like you just need to take like whatever the highest paying job right at the moment is that you might not love. It's really a great opportunity to like try some things and like try things that, you know, you might not have even thought about before. And we always hear this advice of like, listen. And if you don't like, if you don't know what that is, like, listen to what the people around you are telling you you're good at. Mm. And like, like, are you really, is, do, do, do people come to you and always say like, oh, you're really good at giving advice? Okay. Like maybe that's something let's do. Maybe you want to be a therapist. Like maybe you want to be a podcaster. Like, maybe, you know, it's hard sometimes to like hear those things when we're so busy thinking about like what we should be doing, like we always yeah. say, but if you take a step back to kind of listen to what people are telling you, you might find it. And also the other thing that we've learned from doing this show from so many successful women, like unbelievably successful, wealthy, high achieving women is that almost every single one of them that we have interviewed on our show was lost right after college or in their early twenties was working the lowest level job at the place they didn't like, or didn't have a job at all, or had just been fired or didn't know what they wanted to do. And like it, I know it sounds like, okay, well, it happened to them, but like, what if it doesn't happen to me? Hearing those stories, use that to inspire you. Like if they can do it, I can do it too. And like, that has been something inspiring for Brenda and I, when we felt really lost after college of just like, oh, like all these fucking badass women, they did not have it all together right at 22. They did not. So it's okay that we don't either. And I know it feels in a, in a social media world where we're all comparing ourselves all the time, it feels really sucky, but just having that reminder is going to help like do what Brenna said of just getting up every day and putting one foot in front of the other. Also, I want to add to that. The negative self-talk is not going to be conducive to Mm -hmm. you getting further in life. Like I want you to maybe the first step is to, you know, turn that negative self-talk into positive. When you wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I got this. It's all it has to be. Or Brenda has a lovely list for you yeah. um, that I'm going to force her to put up <laughs> I will. on the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you can download it and then like, you know, use those affirmations and um, mantras to, to start your day with positivity. Yeah, I love it. Brenda and Julia, ladies of the Roaring Twenties, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, of course. You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure just like these awesome people in our circle here. Um, So I feel like uh, an Apple podcast is a really great place because you can leave a review. I guess you can on Spotify too. Um, But in terms of social media, um, our handle is at Roaring Twenties Podcast. And then our email is R-A-W. At gmail.com. Yes, R-A-W. R-A-W. Roaring. Roar. And then on any of our show notes, you can find our personal pages too. Yay! Thank you. Thanks yes, for having me. Thank you guys. This was so fun. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye.
DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.